It's time for Thriller Thursdays, here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. The Hawk Chronicles follow the adventures of Detective Kate Hawk, who went from a Baltimore police detective to intergalactic investigator, from fighting crime on the streets to crime in the stars. And now, episode 204, The Kiev Connection. Alive? Wi-Fi is alive? That can't be. Upon reviewing your after-action report, I agree. But there is a freighter captain who claims Wi-Fi is very much alive and on Cali. Perhaps in New Market. If he's alive, then he must be pretty immobile. Captain Tam is right. The OR where he was worked on was more like a bad night in the morgue. As if an autopsy was performed rather than an operation. Do you have the contact information on this freighter, Captain? I'd certainly like to talk to him. Yes, I thought perhaps you might. Here's his name and dock number. What's his turnaround time? He's getting a rather large load for Fillion, so you have plenty of time. We're going to need recharging on our AMP cannon and a check on our deflection shield. Another rage fighter attacked the bat, and we took a few hits. Yes, Jocko has the bat in maintenance now. Awaiting parts? Believe it or not, we have the parts. He'll be up and running soon. In fact, he will be escorting you to the portal. Is the bounty warrant ready? It is. You may stop by the Provost Marshal's office and pick it up. As I stated earlier, arrangements have been made to compensate the three Canberra crew members. That is, if you keep the one called Liam. It's my understanding that Joe Mac isn't pressing charges, and neither am I, so consider them a go. If that is your wish, then I shall include him on the payroll. However, he is not at this time a deputy bounty hunter. He will be remaining on an administrative status for now. Those are generous terms. We'll depart as soon as work on the bat is completed and the mercury is resupplied. And I have my new flight jacket. Jim, glad to see you. Welcome to the National Archives. No trouble finding the place, I assume. Well, I hope not. It's only a block away from the Natural History Museum. I have a research room reserved for us, right this way. So, uh, this is where we can gain access to veteran records, right? Exactly. I pulled the DD-214s for a couple of people involved in the case. Well, we should be able to get their home a record. With that, we can track them down if we don't locate them through tax records or their driver's license. I have records here for the two officers I initially interviewed. They were with Korsky that night. I feel they have a lot more to share than what they did at the Article 32. Well, since there was no court-martial, I imagine a lot of what they knew was never brought out. They barely got to give their testimony. I had a gut feeling that everything had been decided before it got started. I'm hoping that our people can find out more about what Korsky was doing and what his real chain of command was. I'm convinced he was involved in something off the radar. Everything was quieted way too quickly. Officially, he was with a development team working on a new ground cargo transport. Yeah, I bet. I was there when the Gamma Goat was being developed. 
What a disaster that was. I believe this cargo project was nothing but a ruse for something else. This cover-up went too high for a simple R&D project. If I remember correctly, he was a ring knocker. Yes, he graduated West Point near the top of his class with a degree in mechanical engineering. Which would make sense for him to be on a development team for a new vehicle. Thing is, that vehicle never made it past its trial runs. It was scrapped. Yeah, you know, it kind of does sound like a cover story. For the Article 32, I talked with one of the team members and he said it was a disaster from the start. He also said that Korsky was absent more than he was there. Probably working on his real mission. Look, I'll take these 214s back to Kelly and Lenore and see what they can do with them. I've done about all I can do here. I'm headed back home. Hey, uh, wh where do you live now? Reston, Virginia. Oh yeah, out there by Dulles. I've been there. Look, I'll be in touch when we find out anything new. I'll be there. Now that I'm retired, Every day's a holiday. After Anton left us in the apartment, Simon, Jameson, and I stayed up late talking about the case. Poor Simon was upset that a Russian spy was working side by side with him for all those years. He was blaming himself for not picking up on that fact. We finally got some sleep hoping that morning would bring some answers. The next morning, after a nice continental breakfast, Anton returned to the apartment. Good morning. I hope everyone slept well. Like babies. Ah, so you were up every three hours crying. Oh, I do remember those days. I didn't know you had children. I don't, but I had a baby sister. Were you able to follow Dimitri? Not a problem. I put a tracker in his car. Not a problem. Until he finds it. If that happens, uh, we'll blame it on someone else. Or just arrest him. What's the plan for today? Dimitri contacted me early this morning. He said we will have to move fast because of our uh, three guests. He knows we have to check in soon to update the director. Things should be happening very quickly now. I can't see I'm still in the picture. MI6 knows I'm not the spy. I'm not sure what he's thinking. I suspect that he wants to send the three of you to a gulag and then make you disappear and blame everything on Jameson. Of course, there are several problems with that. The biggest one being you. What a twist of fate. The double agent is being taken out by another double agent. It is how you say, poetic. Now, as for today, we have a lot to do. Dimitri wants to meet this afternoon. I am to bring all three of you. From there, he plans to transport you to a gulag. What about the leaders? The head of the Viper? I'm hoping that the leaders will be there. I have a couple of my men from the SBU there. With any luck, this will be all over by this afternoon. I suppose we'll have to be handcuffed. Just long enough for Dimitri to see. Then we can remove them in the car, assuming that he goes on alone. Let's hope he does. He may want me to go with him, just so he can show them that he got me here. I wouldn't worry too much about that. He will probably want all three of you together, just to show off. I'm curious. This disappearing spy thing has been going on for quite a while. What happened to all those would-be spies? I'll just say that Siberia isn't nice any time of the year. Oh my. All of them. Even the South African... I'm afraid so. Well, that's cold. Yes, especially in winter. <laughs> well, you seem pretty loose this morning. I like to make a joke when I'm nervous. I'd say you're pretty nervous then. So... 
What time will we be leaving on this little adventure? It won't be too much longer. He'll call me, possibly close to lunch. Until then, I suppose we can find something to occupy the time. Ah, I almost forgot. I brought a deck of playing cards. Here you go. Splendid. Anyone fancy a game of war? Really, Jameson? We are clear of the Boldabar portal. Course to Cali is locked in. Very well. All head two-thirds. Aye. Ahead two-thirds. Jaffra, you have her undivided attention. Thank you, Captain Nate. As you all know, I met with the freighter captain who claimed that Wi-Fi is on Cali and in the hands of Rage. And how reliable do you think that information is? He seemed to be convinced. Did he actually see him, or talk to him, or any other member of Rage? He spoke with a Rage member who said that they had Wi-Fi in their care. He would need more than some mercenary Rage fighters, considering the shape he was in. I agree. According to the report I heard, that operating room looked more like a morgue. But it's a lead. Remember, the bounty is dead or alive. Too bad that wasn't the bounty for Bella. Am I right? Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Oh, so I take it we're going to start in Newmarket? Yes, we'll split up like before. Hey, looks like some more undercover bar hopping for us, Marco. Yeah, well, I guess so. Somebody's got to do it. I'm amazed at the sacrifices you two are willing to make. Maybe we should just let you two loose in Newmarket, then we come in and mop up. You know, that's probably not too far from the truth. I'm curious. If we find him alive, he's probably not going to be in any kind of condition to travel. What's our plan if that happens? Quite honestly, in spite of the report that he's alive, I don't think that will be a problem. If, however, he is alive, we'll have to assess his condition and determine if he can travel or not. I'll make sure that our sickbay is prepped and ready to go. Captain Tam, you're the closest thing to a medical officer that we have. Do you think you can handle it? I won't know until I've had a chance to fully assess his condition. I wouldn't worry about it. He's wanted dead or alive. Well, I'm glad you cleared that up for us, Joe Mac. I'm the new guy here. I've just been sitting back and listening to all of this. I was with Bella for quite a while. I never saw anyone else on that ship. Did she ever talk about him? Like what her future plans were? She kept talking about how he'll reunite Rage and make it what it once was. But you never saw him on the camera. Well, of course. You and I saw him when Bella and that crazy doctor hijacked our ship. But when you guys were chasing us, it's just me and Bella. Sounds cosy. Like being in a small billabong with a salty. Yeah, that sounds pretty cosy. I'm glad you know what he said. My translator had nothing for that one. It's a small lake or pond with a big ugly lizard with sharp teeth, armored scales, and a nasty disposition. A lot like Bella. Yeah, that's about right. Back to Wi-Fi. What's our plan when we get to Cali? We'll head straight to Newmarket and dock at their spaceport. Nate will put the Mercury in lockdown. That won't be a problem. Once we're in range, I'll call for a berthing bay for parking. J-Mac, you and Marco, along with Liam, will canvas the town as you did before. Don't limit yourselves to the bars. Canvas the docks since our lead came from a freighter, Captain. I think we can handle that. Yeah, well, maybe this time instead of looking for a ship that might need a crew... Uh, we could be former Rage transport jockeys asking about the rumour that the band's getting back together. I'm not so sure I'd be joking about this. Asking around about Rage could bring the heat on you. That's where I might be able to help. You? How could you be of any help? Don't forget, I spent a few days with Wi-Fi's right-hand man. Uh, sorry, Gabby. Captain Tam. Right-hand woman. Hey, we're talking about Bella. 
Man is perfectly fine. I see what you're saying. You probably learned enough about the workings of rage listening to her that you could speak to these people with some degree of authority. Exactly. I think as long as you keep it low-key, you'll be fine. But if you start pressing for information on rage, they might think you're IDF and shut you off. Yeah, the skipper and I got a pretty good feel on how these people react when a stranger starts asking questions. We'll lay back and just keep our ears open for anyone talking about rage. I think that would be the best approach. Remember, Newmarket is more of a mining town and people are distrusting of strangers. So what do you have in mind for us? Nate, I assume you had all four of the scout vehicles checked over. Fully serviced and ready to go. Thank you. Gabby, Tam and I will proceed to the old hospital. If it hasn't been disturbed, I want to give that OR room we found a good going over. We'll also inspect the whole building. As far as searching, are we looking for anything in particular? Any sign outside of that OR room that shows recent use. Given his condition, that's the most logical place to look. There is something that's really bothering me about this whole thing. And that would be... Bella is pretty small. There's no way she could move Wi-Fi around if he wasn't able to walk on his own. In that case, who's helping him? I haven't heard anything about a third party, except for Liam here. Well, it wasn't me. I told you, I never saw anyone else. Then how was she able to move him around all the time we were looking for him? He either walked under his own power or there was someone else helping her. Maybe another Rage member we don't know about. That's a very good point, Gabby. It makes me suspect that he never made it to Newmarket. We'll do our best to find any information on his possible whereabouts. We'll get him. That's right. We'll go all Josh Randall on him. Wanted dead or alive. Kelly, you look a little perplexed there. I've run into a wall. Sort of. What kind of wall? Well, I've been digging into Korsky's past, specifically prior to his joining the Army, and according to a service record, he graduated from Stuttgart American High School in Pattonville, Germany. Well, that stands to reason. He was an Army brat. So what's the problem? Well, he graduated with the class of 1990, and I went through the yearbook for that year, and he's not there. The yearbook? You are thorough. Well, thanks to the American Overseas Schools Historical Society, the Stuttgart Stallions yearbook is online, and there is no Korsky in the class of 1990. It jumps from Cobb to Crane, no Korsky. Well, maybe he was absent the day they took senior portraits. Nope, the seniors listed match the number of graduates. Are you sure it's the right school? Yeah, I'm certain. There was a Stuttgart Wehingen High School, but that was Patch Barracks in Stuttgart. His high school was in Pattonville, near Ludwigsburg. Hey, Jim, come and look at this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what you got? Show him, Kelly. Well, according to his records, Korsky graduated from Stuttgart American High School in 1990. Here's the yearbook for 1990, and look. No Korsky in the senior class. That's very odd. I know that school. I lived in Pattonville when I was a kid. It was part of the 7th Army. You sure he's not in there? Well, he should be right here between Cobb and Crane. I checked the yearbook index and his name doesn't appear. I also checked the Stuttgart High School in Patch Barracks. Nada. Do you think maybe his records are wrong? Well, if they are, then uh, they would have been able to enroll in West Point. He did enroll, but not until 1992. 
I couldn't find anything else about him between 90 and 92. Look, uh, were you able to find any letter of recommendation or appointment? No, I hit a dead end on everything prior to West Point. Everything? All right, all right, all right. There's got to be an explanation for this. He has to have a driver's license, a tax records, a census, maybe? Well, I struck out with the census. I could only find records of him after 1992. Well, this took a turn on Interesting Avenue. Interesting Avenue? Where in the world is that? Right here. Kelly and Lenora have been digging into Korsky's past, and it doesn't seem to exist prior to 1992. Doesn't exist? How is that possible? To get into West Point, you have to have a good high school transcript and a letter of recommendation. I don't understand. Welcome to the club. Nothing's making any sense. Where do we go from here? Look, I'm going back to the Library of Congress to go through those veteran records. If he went to Stuttgart High School, then there's a good chance his father was in service, or at least a GS. There's always a chance that his father was actually a stepfather and the name was different. Can't we locate a birth certificate? Well, I've searched and come up empty. So maybe he was abandoned and then adopted? Well, that might explain some of this, but not enough to make sense. What about any of this case makes sense? You know, I overheard all of this. Really, Sam? I thought you were over there asleep. No, but now that you mention it, that's not a bad idea. So what's your take on all of this? Well, you're not going to find anything on this guy prior to the year 1992. And why is that? Because he didn't exist then. In fact, he never existed. Are you saying that there was never a Colonel Korsky? Not a Colonel Korsky, not a Major Korsky, not a Captain Korsky, or Lieutenant, not even a Cadet or a Mr. Korsky. Then who ran Scarlet's parents off the road? Yeah, if it wasn't him, then who? That's what we need to be investigating. Listen, Sam, you know, we appreciate you thinking out of the box, but you're not making a whole lot of sense here. Oh, really? Well, why don't you find out on that computer where Lenora and I went to high school, or where we got our driver's license, or a copy of our birth certificate? Obviously, we can't do that because you're... Silly me. You're aliens. Anton should be here any moment. I hope so. I'm getting a little tired of doing nothing. We can always play more cards. No, thank you, Jameson. Four hours was plenty enough. I'm going to call the director and give him an update. Yes, Agent Simon, I do have news for me. Actually, there hasn't been a lot of change. Anton is due here any moment. He placed a tracer on Dimitri's car. We are going to where he is meeting his superiors. That sounds rather risky. Are you sure that's wise? We can always track him and take him into custody with the help of the Ukrainian SBU. We will be in the car with Anton, acting as his prisoners. We will be armed. He will have members of the SBU surround the location and hopefully move in without bloodshed. As they say, Tony, it looks good on paper. These things have a way of going bad quickly. Yes, but I'm confident with the backup we'll have, it will go smoothly. Then I suggest that you three stay in the car and let Anton and his SBU compatriots take care of Dimitri. Very good, sir. We'll make ourselves available to Anton. He may feel the same way. Very well, Tony. Carry on and uh, let me know the outcome.
as soon as it's convenient. Will do, sir. Thank you. I take it that we're to stay out of it. Unless needed. That really doesn't sit well with me, sir. These people abducted my mother and set me up as their fool guy. I know that you want to be part of this out of revenge, but I assure you these people will receive their just rewards. He's right, Jameson. Revenge just begets revenge. Let the system run its course. They will be punished. All right, everyone, it is time. Dimitri went ahead. We are to follow him. Do you have a location on Dimitri? Yes, he's not far from here. He is waiting for his superiors to arrive. I would like you and Agent Hawk to remain in the car. He will think you are handcuffed to the car. Jameson, you will go in with me. I will drape this jacket over your arms so you can act like you are wearing cuffs. Can I carry a pistol under this jacket? I have one for you in the car, but it is for emergency use only. My men will move in as soon as I give them the signal. I'm really concerned about Jameson going in with you. I don't think there will be a problem. They are expecting me to bring him. They are still hoping to blame him for the spy problem. If you two get sent to a gulag, they would report that Jameson turned on you. I appreciate your concern, Agent Hawk, but I want to see this through. Just understand that these people are at war and they won't stop at anything to get what they want. Kate is certainly right about that. I have faith in you, Junior Analyst Jameson. This is a tremendous learning experience, but as Agent Hawk has pointed out, this is nothing you want to take lightly. Anton, I take it that you brought your best people for this operation. Yes, all of the operatives are fully aware of the situation, and I've been following Dimitri since I first suspected him. I'm curious, if you suspected that Dea was actually Dimitri, why didn't you tell us? This is what you call a slippery slope. I am, or should I say, was deep undercover. I didn't want any of you to accidentally tip off Dimitri. He is a skilled spy, picks up on things like body language. I've had years of being a double spy, but you and Kate have little experience. He's right. One suspicious look at Dale, and he could have quickly turned into Dimitri. It was best that we didn't know. The meeting house is close by, just a couple of blocks ahead. When we arrive, I will call him and say that I'm bringing Jameson in and the two of you are in the car with Ivan. That was the name of one of your guards, wasn't it? Yes, that should satisfy him. Once we get inside, and I see who is there, I will signal my men to take them all down. It sounds like a safe enough plan. Are you ready for this, Jameson? I don't think anything can stop me. What's going on? The Russians have been using drones to attack the city. We'll need to hurry the meeting before they decide to call it off. I'm sure they've notified their military of their location. That should be the safest place in the city. Is everyone all right? Jameson? I... I think so. I... I think I'm... I think I'm okay too. How are you, Kate? Kate? Kate, are you all right? 
Kate! How seriously is Kate hurt, and what will happen now? Why can't Garrett's team find out any information on Korsky's early life? And will the Mercury team find Wi-Fi? Find out in the next episode of the Hawk Chronicles Warzone.